All right, another edition of the Build Shaves podcast. Taping this on a Monday morning, March the 16th, in the year of our Lord 2020. Alex Siner, Bill Shaves here with you. It's a unique time, Bill, an interesting time in in the world. And we're I'm I'm excited that you're you're coming on to do the pod today because there's a lot to talk about. A lot has happened from last Monday when we were getting ready for the NCHC quarterfinals. UND basketball was in the middle of this great run through the Summer League tournament. Things have changed so much in seven days. How are you doing? Maybe is a good place to start here on a Monday morning in the midst of all of this surrounding the coronavirus. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we're doing just fine. Hopefully you're doing okay and and your family's doing fine. Um, It's a, yeah, interesting is probably the word at this point. And, uh, you know, professionally, you know, been in this uh, 30 years or so. And, uh, you know, the only thing similar from an athletic standpoint of, of kind of uh, how things sort of, sh- uh, you know, shake down and then all of a sudden there's a cascade of events that occur was 9-11, really. Um, and that became really a physical event. And that physical event, um, obviously, lots of uh, emotional um, wear and tear and scarring that occurred in that scenario. And, you know, for for many of us that are old enough to remember pre-9-11 versus post-9-11, you know, the world changed. And I kind of feel like with this coronavirus, we're in the same mode, except in this, it's a health issue. And it's it, we're still in it. We we kind of know maybe what pre was, but we're not to post yet. And if you listen to the medical experts, um, I'm not sure when post is going to come at this point. It does feel like this is a a marathon, not a sprint. In the the push to get back to normal, you know, in this country and around the world. And we have other countries that have been going through this with with China initially and then South Korea. And now what we've seen in Italy and Europe and and Spain now and various other places that have kind of gone through the gamut of this disease spreading and people being affected and trying to limit that spread and what countries have done. So it we're very much in the early stages. This is really just maybe step two and maybe a six, seven, eight step process here in the United States. So one of those steps, of course, has been the cancellation of any type of large group event. And that obviously affects colleges on a number of different levels, both on the athletic side and just the fact that, you know, UND is shifting now to an online only model for the next couple of weeks at the very least. Um, if, if we could, let's just back up for a bit. Obviously, everybody that's listening to this sort of knows the timeline of how things have kind of progressed. But maybe from your chair, Bill, Wednesday this past week, you know, it was announced that the RA was going to go to just families only, limited seating, essential personnel only for the games w- involving the NCHC quarterfinals. About 24 hours later or so, we had gone from then canceling the quarterfinals to then canceling the NCAA tournament for both hockey, for basketball, for everything really, for winter and spring. And then the Summit League goes through and cancels then all activities basically for the remainder of the the spring, essentially. Just kind of get us up to speed on how you experienced all those events and what led to some of those decisions. Yeah, so... Um... You know, and you used the term at one point, uh, I think normal, whatever normal was, and there's probably going to be a new normal uh, at, when we when we kind of get, you know, whenever, whenever the end, I guess, is, and we can kind of look back and evaluate what transpired, um, there's going to be a new normal as we, as we go forward. Uh, the, uh, and, and 
the other piece to this is, and you know, I've tried to read a lot and, and, and watch a lot like many of us have, is hard to describe something or compare something if it's not concluded yet to what's maybe has transpired in the past. And, you know, so I think we're trying to put as many protocols in at the university that make a whole lot of sense today. And I think you want to be as conservative uh, and aggressive as possible in those regards, because I think you could look back and say, boy, maybe you were too aggressive on doing some things, but probably don't want to look back and say you weren't aggressive enough. And I think those are the things that we're doing right now with remote learning and working remotely and those two those types of things and you know I know that the term social distancing protocols have been out there and I think I, I, I heard someone say probably the better term is physical distancing protocols because I still think we want to be social with each other and I think there's ways to be social we're being social right now and if we put a pot out we're being social that's okay I think we're just trying to figure out maybe the physicality of certain things to make sure that the spread can be contained a little bit more. Those are the things that we're doing right now. So yeah, so going into last week, it was, it feels like last week was a year. I mean, it <laughs> yeah. really does. It feels like, you know, I can't even tell you, each day felt like a, you know, a, a year in it to itself. And uh, I guess the best way to put it is um, you were trying your best to figure out how you can continually maybe go on with something in a more minimum type way until eventually you get to the point where there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. And, and so we, we, uh, a lot of my senior staff and, and at one point with Jody staff, we were continuing to put plans together because it, the goalposts kept changing, so to speak, until eventually there were no goalposts. Hmm. I mean, that's exactly what sort of happened. And I, I think I had an anticipation that the potential of no goalposts being there was, was going to be there. But I just kept saying things that I knew at that moment. And you couldn't anticipate what was going to happen with other folks. But the one thing, I guess I, there's 351 athletic directors in the country. I don't know how many are lucky enough that their interim president right now is a medical doctor. <laughs> and so I had some, you know, when I'm talking to the president about what's transpiring and he's obviously incredibly uh, bright individual and, and, and is a leader in this field, um, I was able to get at least some insight to, um, you know, this situation and that it wasn't just, I'll call it a normal situation. And, you know, I'll, although he could only share only so much, right. I mean, there's, I mean, he's, he's, but, but I think as the role of, of president, he could understand the, the gravity that this was. And I, I, I'd say early in the week and I'll say early in the week. Uh, so after we got back from Sioux Falls, it all really started clicking in on Wednesday as far as what may happen. And then of course, you know, that was the evening that the NBA, uh, you know, had their occurrence. And I think I knew right when that occurred and, and let's just say that situation happened. I had a sneaky suspicion that 
will continue to go down a path to try to play games. But once that decision was made, I was pretty darn sure that that would have been pretty optimistic. Yeah, and that ended up being the case. I mean, that was kind of the first big domino to fall, really. Rudy Gobert getting tested positive for coronavirus, and that caused the NBA to suspend their season. And within about 12 hours of that, then you saw all these conference tournaments become suspended and and now and we know what happens from there. It just um it was like it was a it was a surreal day. Yeah, and you mentioned nine eleven earlier, and that was that was kind of the last big global event that felt like this, where it just seemed like everything was changing in real time. And anytime you would refresh Twitter or turn the news on, you almost sort of expected something else, some other news to drop, something else to to be canceled or something to be moved. And and it happened throughout the course of those two days. And I think we're still kind of coming to grips with like what this new reality is when you turn the television on and there's just even the, the, the TV guides obviously have not been updated yet. So you see college basketball, NBA basketball, college hockey. NHL and it's and none of the at spring spring training baseball none of those things are happening and it's still just I think we're all still trying to figure out where, where we go from here and what this looks like but crazy from a UND perspective certainly and for these student athletes especially such a tough blow to have happen I never wrote as many I'll call it updating emails that were old as soon as I hit send hmm. and at that you know as soon as I hit in fact I had one all staff email that I was updating that I sent to my assistant, Lindsay, and I had to yell over and say, did you send that yet? Because something had just come in. And in, in my, and so what I wrote, although it was right at the time, <laughs> it's no longer right. And so I, you, you get to preface all, everything that you're communicating. Things are fluid. This is what I know now. It may not be what we know moving forward. And I felt like this pod was important for us to do. And, and we may not do another one, let's just say, for another month or so. It may not be, you know, that might be the most logical thing. But I felt like as a university, we made some really good decisions about potentially working remotely and remote learning. And so I think we have a little bit of a window right now. To, and I'll use the date April 6th, um, that you know we, we can hit a pause button on some things, try to minimize physical activity on campus. And those are the things we're trying to do. So I kind of felt like today, you know, and I, I wasn't even sure, uh, you know, we texted uh, on Sunday with each other saying, yeah. you know, I'm not sure tomorrow makes a whole lot of sense. And, and I, in my mind, I was thinking, once we go to working remotely to some degree and really curtailing activities, I'm not sure, you know, there could be some other things that could be happening down the, down the pike for sure. But we now have a little bit of a time frame to be able to say, okay, is what is, is all of this that we're doing right now, is that going to be helping uh, in the next couple of weeks? And again, it's all about trying to I'll say slow down, slow, slow some things down so that we don't see that great spike that occurred in Italy um, and, you know, and what they're dealing with at this point. And uh, that's that's at least what the medical experts are telling us. Yeah. And that is the big thing. I mean, that's the whole reason for all this is that you're trying to. You know, we've seen some reports that, hey, 40 percent to maybe 70 percent of the population is going to get this. And if you can have it stretched out over a couple of months versus 
a two-week period if everybody's going to be around each other and spreading this disease. That's going to make a big difference for our hospitals, for our nurses and doctors that, that are going to be handling these cases. And hopefully that'll save lives and keep people as healthy as possible. So there's, there's re, I mean, people's well-being and their lives are really kind of at stake when you make some of these decisions. And like you said earlier, it's important to probably be more cautious and more aggressive in terms of what we decide to cancel and what we decide to postpone versus having regrets in a couple of weeks after the fact if things do get bad. Yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, every time you're living in real time, you're going to have folks Monday morning quarterback something at some stage. And, and, And that's fine. That's fine, but if you're if you're in certain chairs and have to make certain decisions, I guess I would want to be as cautious as possible. That that at least is my desire. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm bold in some other ways. I'll be bold, you know, when it comes to taking chances on, you know, I, how can we get better in certain areas in our department and those types of things. But you don't get bold with the safety and lives of people. I mean, there, there there's no boldness in that. And so if, if if that means you hit a tap, you know, you tap the brakes in w- for some physical activity or, or interaction over the course of time, and that's the best way of going, and that's what your medical advisors and experts are telling you, I think that's what you do. If we want to rewind for a sec back to when things were happening last week, just kind of talk me through it as these decisions get made, how difficult is that conversation to have with the coach when you look at them and, and say, hey, our, our season's over, like it's going to be done. Even though these aren't your decisions, this is coming from a different direction. Are you a part of those conversations? And how did you see your coaching staff and, and subsequently the student athletes at UND? How did they handle and how have they been processing knowing that their season, in some cases, their college careers are now over? Yeah, tough, really tough. Um, so I guess the best way to describe it is uh, I had to carp compartmentalize some things because you're in it. You're in it so deep. I'm still in it, really. I mean, trying to figure out navigating, you know, folks that work in our department and are looking for guidance and leadership and making sure that I can provide that uh, information for them. Sometimes just facts and information, there's a comfort in that. And I wanted to make sure that I'm continually communicating with our staff. And in turn, that staff then communicates to our student athletes. Now we've done some direct communication, you know, on a broad level with our student athletes uh, about the situation and where we are. Now the actual one-on-ones, those will come later, Alex. You know, the one-on-ones happened with our coaches, and it's devastating. I mean, it's it, you know, I, I guess you know, it, it, it. This is such a big issue for the world, the world that you know we have to kind of think through how can we get to the other side and and be better on the other side eventually again it may not be what we knew what life was prior to it but it will be a new normal if you will and then we'll figure it out from there but i'm devastated for our student athletes if i can if i can give myself an opportunity to think through that i i'm incredibly saddened it's a, it's it's so it's so tough um 
But, you know, they've not seen anything and we have not seen anything like this literally in our lifetimes. And so, you know, I think you go back maybe to what, 1918's flu. And I I think there's, you know, and and, and so, you know, you're talking a hundred years, a century ago that something occurred. And so this is like a a century type of occurrence. And so I think we're all going to look back and, uh, and be saddened that, you know, Get that that seasons and those types of things weren't fulfilled, no question. But obviously, we want to make sure that people are as safe as possible, and that's really got to be, the, I guess, the focus at this point. I mean, we need to put some closure to some things at, at some stage of the game. But as we're still in real time with this, we just have to make sure that we protect people as best as we can from a safety and health situation. Yeah, and you talk about closure, and it's so unique to look at all of the sports. In the middle of March, we all, I mean, this is championship season, you know, for winter sports, spring sports are just getting started. It feels like every sport was sort of at a different place. You know, basketball had just wrapped up. They were able to finish their championships down in Sioux Falls. So they they were able to get across the finish line, unlike all of these other power five conferences and a lot of other, I mean, the big sky made it to the title game and that got called off. On the basketball side of things. So I, I, at, at least I'm thankful that the basketball teams here with UND and around the summit got a chance to at least finish their second season before, you know, teams like USD and North Dakota State would go on to the NCAA tournament. But at least there was some closure there. Hockey's just getting ready to begin their postseason. Teams like softball, you know, tennis. Those, those teams are just kind of getting started. Indoor track and field was warming up to get ready to pursue a championship when they get pulled off the track. Everybody kind of experienced this in different ways, just based on the timing of it all. It just makes it, I mean, crueler in some sense. Well, what ended up happening, uh, you know, and, and it's the world we live in intercollegiate athletics, is that no matter how many sports you have, there's such an individual uh, nature to their calendars. And and eventually, eventually, and, and probably if you were to say to me what was the most uh, surprising part of last week is, is not, not when the NCAA's uh, – not when, not when their uh, email came to us on the Thursday as far as canceling the 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 you know winter uh, NCAA excuse me championships, it was including the spring as well. And, and I think you know as you as you start really processing, then I think how long this potentially could be, you know, and what we're in. I think that was probably a seminal moment to some degree. That you know all of our sports were at different spots, like you said, and now they weren't. In one email, they went from all different. We had all seventeen sports, really, in different phases of their calendar, and in one email, they were all in the same place. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing. I mean, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. You know, and so all the things that I was working through and trying to figure out with various coaches and keeping, I mean, I can't even remember what day it was, but we went right down the list and, and, and reached out to every head coach to make sure that, you know, they understood where, where we were with certain things. And then all of a sudden an email came in and then followed by, and it make it, all this makes sense. All this makes sense. Followed by, 
now we are in a, what's called a dead period in recruiting by through April 15th, things got quiet pretty quick. You go, you're, you know, so now you have UND in a sense, we have in a, you know, either remote, uh, working remotely or remote learning through uh, April 6th, so to speak. Then you've got nothing recruiting wise through April 15th. And then you've got no competitions now until 2021 or 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. It's just it that, you know, and, and so you were kind of trying to see whether or not this was going to continue on. And then, you know, certainly once, once the cascade started, so to speak, everyone had to follow suit because obviously it, the physical interaction is, is what would, you know, obviously proliferate the potential spread of all of this and, you know, events that had X amount of people. And now we're down to, you know, really the, the number the C- CDC's latest is, you know, for another eight weeks, limiting any interactions with 50 or more. And so that's, you know, that's kind of where we're at right now. And, you know, that, that, that the very first thing I think in the chair that I sit in is the wellness and the safety of, of, of everyone that I, I come in contact with and whether that be our, our coaches, our staff and our student athletes. And so then broader than that, you worry about the UND at large and then obviously Grand Forks, North Dakota in our country and then our world. So, I mean, and, and that's where we're at right now. So it was a, it was a fascinating week for sure. One that I'll, I'll not soon forget. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's going to forget this week anytime soon, but especially when you are on the front lines of this and you're getting this information and then having to dispel that to people that it really affects not just spectators that like enjoy i mean this is a pastime for a lot of people from an athletic side of things college sports is a pastime but for a lot of folks it's their job it's their life it's their you know what they've put their time and invest their energy in and have been building their season or their careers toward and it is uh it's difficult to see those things come to a close for the foreseeable future for sure yeah it's amazing we're uh you know in in a lot of ways we're all hitting a timeout yeah. I mean, a literal lifetime out. And we've never seen this before. I mean, we've just not. And so uh, we've got to, you know, heed the, heed the uh, uh, advice of, of the experts. And, you know, Dr. Fauci's been unbelievable. I mean, if, uh, you know, 79 years old and he looks unbelievable. I mean, I, uh, we only can hope to, to have his energy and his, uh, his abilities at 79. And, um, you know, he, he's led us through a number of things through multiple presidents, you know, dating back to really the AIDS virus when that kind of came through the HIV virus. And so, um, you know, I, I, we're in just, there's tremendous, I believe in, 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 in humankind. I, I think we're, I think we're smart. I think we're going to rally. I think we're going to get together. I think um, some of the smartest people in the world will figure a lot of things out. And, um, and you know, I worry about our healthcare professionals. Uh, obviously, um, you know, they're, they're on the front lines. They're the heroes uh, that are going to have to, you know, continue to, to, to work through this. And, you know, to some degree, we have to try to support them and others that are going to need help during this time. I mean, that's as big a, I think, piece of this puzzle. And I, again, I, I, I did like that when someone said, you know, I, I, again, I think this is, you know, 
physical distancing. It's not necessarily social distancing, even though I get what the terminology is, no question. But I think we got to make sure that we we stay close to folks that could be obviously lonely during this time or are in a need. Well, that's it. I mean, this is a great opportunity for people to step up and, and support their neighbor and thinking about their community more so than just themselves. And we've seen some great examples around the world about how communities have rallied together, yeah, to support their medical professionals and to support the folks in their community that are at greatest risk. Uh, during this and even just the scenes you know this morning from Italy where you see the the world famous tenor like they're, they're in lockdown you have to stay in your room but he goes out into the balcony and he just sings to the community each night and has this beautiful performance that people just sit on their balconies and listen and there was a gym teacher that's up on the roof of his apartment building doing an aerobics class with everybody out on their their balconies around the area like there have just been some neat stories that have come from this and i think that uh like you said bill i think the human spirit typically is is greater than whatever comes up against it and this is another good example of that and so thinking about what we can do for others and not being maybe so so down on like ah i can't do this or i don't get to do that or i wish i could whatever this all seems dumb but just thinking about those that are maybe in more of a a difficult situation because of this virus than you might be and that's going to help people get through or think about what you can do exactly yeah. there's some things that you can do at this point so hopefully you know there's some of that as well but you know it, it it's hard to know you know what this gonna what all of this is gonna look like when we start up again i mean I, you know I, I i think you know um you know we we've got to kind of make sure that we're trying to think as as, as best as we can three days from now three weeks from now, three months from now. And, and I think I, I would hope that folks heed the, the, the advice that, um, you know, that, that we can be in uh, a, the best case scenario three weeks from now and the best case scenario three months from now. And that's going to take, you know, today doing things that might not be in your normal routine. And in fact, you might have to change up that routine. So, you know, again, I, it just is, it, it, you know, I know you asked the question about, you know, our, our teams, you know, kind of having to shut down their seasons uh, immediately. It, yeah, I, I certainly it will be it, it'll be as memorable of a scenario for for uh, this generation of people that have to live through this that, uh, you know, you're just going to you're, you're going to remember 2020 in that regard. No question. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, and we'll kind of now sidetrack into a couple things for some specific UND teams that either just wrapped up their season or, or obviously they all, they've all just wrapped up their season, but some, some of the things that have happened this past week. When you talk about remembering this year, Brad Schlossman had a really interesting article the other day about how to remember this hockey team. And they, they finished number one in the pairwise. It's the fourth best winning percentage in UND program history, but they didn't get a chance to go on and win a national championship. There obviously was no postseason this year. He said, what if we raise a black banner to sort of commemorate this year that's separate from the green national title banners and the white conference championship banners, which they, of course, did win earlier this season? What are your thoughts on that, about finding different ways to commemorate a, a team that was number one at the end of the season that just didn't get a chance to do what the, the teams that came before them do? 
good for Brad. You know, he's such a good writer and and and, and thinker. We, you know, we had similar thoughts about how how do we put some closure to this for all of our teams. I mean, I, we got to think through all of our teams, not not just the hockey team, but at this t- stage of the game, when the hockey team in this case scenario in a very objective formula was number one in the country. I mean, I, I not, you know, very objective. I mean, in fact, the, 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 the actual committee uses that particular criteria to select their at-large teams. So, so it, it's, it's, you know, forget about humans voting on polls and all that stuff. I mean, that, that's very subjective. A very objective, you know, um, poll indicates that we were number one in the country. So I think we got to do something. We got to, we definitely do something. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know when that'll be, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you know, obviously, you know, we've got, as we just talked about, you know, we've got to be thoughtful about, you know, what this all looks like. But um, I think once, once we finally get to a point, um, we need to be uh, commemorating this particular team for sure, because of the achievement, uh, not only the Penrose, but certainly going into the uh, NCAAs, chances are would have been the num- number one overall seed at that point. I'm not great at math, so I don't know if let's just say we lost and, you know, Cornell won or, I, or, or you know, or uh, Mankato. I don't know if they could have climbed past us. I don't, I don't know if we were so far ahead that we would have been number one, no doubt about that. I haven't done that math, I'll be honest with you. But I just know when, when things came to an end, we were number one in the pairwise. Fact. True true statement that's a fact when everyone else can say whatever they want to say but that is an actual fact so um so we have to think through what that looks like um you know i thought mitch wigness uh had a good point the other day um (laughs) i i was holed up for for a lot of last week and um someone someone was asking i think for me to talk about something at some point and it's just it wasn't going to happen at that point and i think he said he he's actually athletic directing right now <laughs> he's actually athletic directing and at the end of the day although sometimes talking to certain aspects yes is part of athletic directing but sometimes putting other things ahead of those things i've got to prioritize haven't really come to full grips on on that and and certainly uh that's some something that you know coach barry and i and and jody and uh kyle and you know and mitch and we'll 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 think through what what makes sense uh i know this uh if you just look at what uh, in the last three years, what um, our our athletic department coupled with Jody's team has done with the three national championship teams that have come back, my guess is that uh, we'll do something fairly special. Yeah, looking forward to that and whatever that might be in the future. I don't think we're going to be getting everybody together to have 12,000 people inside the Ralph to celebrate this team anytime soon. But yes, when that does happen, uh, yeah, I would support that 100%. We're going to come out of it and then we're going to figure out, you know, what makes sense moving forward. And, uh, you know, we obviously need to do something and then we also have to put closure for our other sports as well. Yeah. So that's hockey in a nutshell. As we mentioned earlier, both the men and the women on the basketball side were able to finish their seasons down in Sioux Falls. Uh, the women, of course, having a tough draw against South Dakota State in the first round and hung tough with the Jackrabbits. But again, SDSU just able to march on in the end in the quarterfinals. And then the men, a tremendous run to the championship game that had 
a memorable comeback win over South Dakota in the quarterfinals. A pretty routine win in the semis. They really dominated Purdue-Fort Wayne, and then they got... I mean, North Dakota State had a historic shooting half and just kind of put the game away in the title game uh, back on Tuesday night. But again, all those things, as you said, feels like it happened ages ago. And that was less than a week ago that the title game was. But just, again, great run for the men. Tough end to the season for the women. Your thoughts about the Summer League Championships, Bill, and how things played out in Sioux Falls? Yeah, I really don't have much to say uh, other than the fact that uh, you're right. I I think the way the Summit League does... uh, uh, format the tournament uh, is is really uh, really smart and really good in a sense that the the number ones and two seeds do play a day uh, before and uh, that so they get that they get that extra day going into the semis and the finals and I think that helped end the issue no question I think there's no doubt you know us playing back to back eight thirty games uh, you know we we played the latest one as well right on on, on that first uh, that first uh, quarter final two days. And so no excuses by any stretch. I mean, NDSU, you know, shot lights out, no doubt about it. I looked like we had a little bit heavy legs for sure, but I thought our, I I thought our run to the finals was, was tremendous. And uh, I give kudos to our, our our student athletes who did an awesome job in that regard and the coaching staff and uh, you know, not easy to coming in year one with a, with a coaching staff and you're trying to learn each other. And, um, and I would say this, the administration did uh, uh, the team no favor with the schedule. The schedule was really, really difficult. One of the more difficult in the country, uh, just based sheerly on the fact that we were either on the road or at neutral sites uh, for the majority of that season. And that's just the way sometimes it goes when you are, I'll call it a non-Power 5 school. Uh, you know, if you're if you're not buying games, and we've talked about it on the pod before, it, you start having to make decisions and choices on on how you go about your scheduling. And you know, when we kind of took over that scheduling, you know, late after the Final Four last year, we were kind of uh, I will say behind, and we were kind of put in a position we had to make some decisions that maybe weren't. The, the the greatest decisions for maybe this past year, but I think it made a whole lot of sense for the for the future of the program. Well, I would say most would look at the program now and say the future is really bright, and and, and I think they'll remember this season for a number of different things. You know, the win at Nebraska, great Power Five win, beating North Dakota State in dramatic fashion at home with that great shot by Marlon Seward and a career high effort, making it to the title game in the Summit League tournament in just the second year in the conference. And there were a lot of big benchmarks that that program hit. All in, as you said, the first year of Paul Sather and this new coaching staff. And now they'll obviously lose three great seniors, you know, in Marlon Stewart and Keenan Walter and Billy Brown. But there's there's a lot of excitement around this program moving forward. And, and I think... You know, I think we're all curious to see what happens next year. As you said, with a little more balanced schedule, a few more home games versus having to be on the road quite so much. Uh, things exciting there. And then I think on the women's side, when you think about this this year, when you have a chance to get so many new faces involved and so many freshmen getting a chance to play their college basketball for the first time, that's going to come now as you look ahead with, with the, the change in leadership as Travis Brewster is not going to be back uh, for a ninth season as head coach. Um, talk about how what the plan is moving forward and how you approach this coaching service especially as we are in such unique times with the country basically shut down now for a little bit. 
Yeah, it is interesting, Alex. Uh, you know, we have to go through a process uh, through HR where um, we've got to post the job for uh, a minimum amount of time. So, so I'm really uh, going to be in a situation where we have to be uh, paused at this stage of the game as uh, as that HR process takes hold. And so, at this stage, though, honestly. Given what's transpired over the last week, I think we're okay in that regard. Uh, I, I think the, I'll call it the coaching cycle, if you will, I think it's going to be much slower than it's ever been before just because of the events of the, uh, of the last week. And so, uh, you know, uh, Mallory uh, Bernhard, uh, you know, took the reins uh, on an interim basis last week and uh, met with the team last Thursday. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think, you know, especially given where we we are right now, literally, where there's no activity until April 6th at, at the earliest. Um, it gives it, it buys us a little bit of time right now to kind of figure some things out. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think we're in, a, in an urgent mode, so to speak, but you always want to kind of figure out what's next. I think everyone is going to be curious about that, especially obviously our team. You know, there's a, there's an antsy nature of it when there's a leadership change. And, uh, you know, in this case scenario, uh, you know, we'll be thoughtful. We'll try to be as, as uh, how should I say, quick as we can be, but we want to make the right, uh, right decision. And uh, I think we can do that. And, uh, you know, last year we were a little bit later, we were after the final four date before we even started the process. So, you know, so I, I think we're in, we're in cycle, if you will. And so now we just have to kind of go about um, the, the HR process and, and kind of go from there. Yeah. Right person, right fit, right time, right? Those are kind of the parameters that we're looking at. That That's it. I mean, I, you know, you, you could get folks that ultimately are the right fit and truly it may not be the right time for them. And that, that, that could happen. And, uh, you know, there could be a multitude of people that are absolutely ready to take the job. And for whatever reason, we just don't deem during this time frame it's the right fit. And it doesn't mean you couldn't be the right fit at some point in time, just may not be right now. And, uh, and so that's kind of our job is to assess that. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, looking forward to seeing what the applicant pool might uh, present itself and, uh, and kind of go from there. I kind of go underground. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm an underground guy during this thing. You know, I, I just think that that's the way to do it because I'm, I'm, I, I want the best pool possible. And I, I don't want to, uh, quote unquote, taint a pool by having some, you know, get, go through the public uh, uh, side of it as well. That could really damage the ability to get, I guess, uh, as robust a pool as possible. It'll certainly be a process that we'll be keeping an eye on over the next couple of weeks and probably next, yeah, next month or two as this process kind of shakes out with everybody figuring out how all this works uh, during this time in our country. But uh, again, I think based on your track record, I think everybody's got a lot of confidence that we'll find the right person for that job to keep you in the basketball uh, moving forward, certainly on the women's side. Absolutely. Just a couple other sports as well to touch on quickly. You know, indoor track and field, as we mentioned, it, we had one student athlete that was getting set to compete for a national championship. And it's, it's just so tough to see that we saw a lot of stories of kids, again, on the practice track, getting warmed up, getting ready to compete. The, I believe the following day, I believe the, the uh, meet was going to start. And so this was kind of like your last day to, to kind of go through your paces and warm up and get ready to go when that news came down. And it's just, it's so tough for Christine and this team to kind of have things lopped off like that. And then also to not get a spring season, which you could say for everybody from, from a track standpoint for Jordan Stevens and softball 
you know, for just for, for everybody that's going through this right now, what's kind of the message to these student athletes who have sort of seen their seasons dissolve before they really got going? I know the NCAA has said they're at least looking into the possibility of granting an extra year of eligibility or an extra semester of eligibility for those spring athletes who didn't get a season. How do you think you process this and how do you go ahead now with with these student athletes kind of in limbo of not really knowing if we do get a spring season maybe in 2021 or for seniors how do you kind of balance that out there are so many questions that come up with this it's it's really tough to kind of fathom yeah i was a little surprised last week that you know i, I i'm not surprised that there's discussions about it i i think the the best answer to some degree is i don't know um i think it's being discussed right now and I'm, I think it's the correct discussion, uh, no doubt about it. I, we just got to make sure we figure out, you know, how this can work. And, you know, I've always kind of thought, I mean, that we've put a man on the moon in 69, right, that we can figure these things out. I mean, I, I think we can figure it out. It's just, uh, it'll be, could, could be different for just one year. I don't know. I, I mean, that's a possibility, but uh, there are a lot of smart people in our industry that will kind of, you know, figure out what uh, the right uh, approach is at this stage of the game. And I don't disagree with you, too, as far as kind of a, uh, you know, the unfortunate part of not being able to participate, say, in a championship or a season. It kind of reminds me of 1980 uh, Summer Olympics. Yeah, that was real. And uh you know, you know, in, in that case scenario, right, you're, uh, you're training for, you know, the previous four years to, to try to have your one moment. And, uh, and, you know, in that scenario, you know, that one moment could lead to a gold medal and that gold medal really follows you the rest of your life. And, uh, uh, here, same thing. Um, you know, you're a, you know, you're an athlete and, uh, you know, whether it was high school athletics that, that were, I'll call it canceled, uh, you know, it, you, you never, you know, you could have been going to the state title game and unfortunately you didn't play it and it's just uh really tough really tough uh you know that, that's about all i can say I, I there's no you know there's nothing that's going to make anyone feel any better about it at, at this point i mean time will cure things at some stage but but i think you know you have to keep thinking bigger picture right now and and just go you know we've got to beat this pandemic at this stage i mean to be able to say the word pandemic i mean that's not something that probably would roll off of people's tongues here uh let's just say even a few months ago and uh and and but here we are yeah here we are here we are so adam mayor by the way was the und athlete getting set to compete in the weight throw down at nationals uh so tough and he was a senior as well so you got to hope for some of those kids that maybe they could have at least the opportunity to decide if we want to come back for another year and have a chance to play next spring um for those kids that don't get the opportunity to or decide hey let's just start life in the real world you know it's tough to see und athletes have their careers come to an end like this but at the same time like anything in life you know these are experiences that you're going to carry with you and they're hopefully going to make you better because of it and it's going to be tough. I mean, we're obviously all like in the stages of grief right now. And I think everybody was in denial for a while. And I think a lot of us maybe are still in the anger part of that particular grieving process. But um, acceptance is going to come and then you can learn and grow from those things. And so that's that's the hope to try and help people that feel like they've had something taken away and have, have actually physically had something taken away from them, that this can be a good thing in the long run, a positive thing for them in their lives. Yeah. I was trying to, uh, you know, uh, it's certainly in talking with the coaches trying to just at least give them what I thought 
we, where we potentially were headed to just try to, you know, um, you know, have folks get their heads around it because it, it, it's just so devastating in a sense of the finality of it all. And, and, uh, and so I'm not even quite sure you can do that well, but it, it, that was at least what I was attempting to do because a, a, when I was, you know, listening last week, I kind of just had that feeling, Alex, it, where we were headed. I, I just, you know, and then uh, it was all pretty clear to me on Wednesday night. I mean, my son came down to me and just said, the NBA just suspended the season. And just him saying that, I said, oh, boy, we're done. And now it's just a matter of when it's going to be. And, uh, you know, because if if one of our professional leagues with all of the dominoes they have going makes that decision, uh, others are not far behind. And it's hard to get out there and, and, and be something different in, 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 a, in a crisis in times like this. And so, uh, you know, it just was, you know, I think, I think everyone tried to do their best to kind of keep it going as best as they could until you couldn't anymore. So now I suppose the question is, you know, where do we go from here? You know, sports from a local to a national to an international level are all on hold for a while outside of like just the normal day-to-day activities of like not, not going and being in big groups. I've obviously no St. Patrick's day parades or anything like that coming up. Everything else has kind of been shut down. What do we do now without sports? What's kind of the next thing? How do we kind of go on with life without kind of this big part of our lives uh, that we're not going to have for a while? Yeah. You know, this country and really the world, uh, you know, put so much value on on to what athletics provides and there's so many life lessons in it and so uh, and and you either have played it and you've been a part of those life lessons and this sadly is a life lesson too (laughs) you know I mean and it's you know it's a harsh one but uh, you know I, I think that's why everyone loves it right and it's the ultimate reality tv I mean, you really don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, um, as much as you could watch reality, that that there's producers, there's editing, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. Not much editing when it comes to sports. And in (laughs) fact, you just see people in real time, much like people in your profession. I mean, if you see, you know, amazing things happen or a goal or, you know, or, you know, again, winning the Penrose where in overtime where we had to had to win the game and, you know, we found a way and it just, you know, those are moments that you just that's why I think we all go to those things because we just don't know what we're going to see and um, you know there's there's no script to it I mean uh, all, all of our yeah. coaches they go and they plan and they practice and you know I, I love the football right they'll practice everything and then it can get blown up in like three plays and then you're like adjusting on the fly and uh, and so you know I think that's what everyone loves about sports and so I think right now probably maybe everyone gets history lessons you know, I think everyone maybe goes back in time a little bit and, and, and starts looking at some of the amazing accomplishments that others, you know, uh, have done over the course of time. Sometimes we get so caught up in the, the real, you know, the now and you get recency bias and you say, well, this person, this person obviously is the greatest of all time. Well, maybe it's for some folks that could go backwards in history a little bit. I saw, I saw a little bit, uh, the other day, um, when uh, Bobby Knight was coaching Michael Jordan in, in, on the Olympic team, and he, they were playing uh, the N, an NBA all-star team or an NBA team. 
and it was fascinating. Um, how uh, how should I say? Disrespect they probably wanted to give those college, uh, I'll call them kids, uh, but um, they were pretty good. That team was pretty good. <laughs> they figured that out pretty quick. Uh, amazing. So I think that's kind of what we do. And, you know, maybe we'll catch up on some movies, some good books. And uh, I think that's spend time with family, friends. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think obviously in smaller groups, obviously those types of things. But at the end of the day, still be social. Still be social. I mean, we're, we're in the technology age where, holy cow, uh, being social is probably not the issue at this point in time. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity to catch up with people that, you know, don't live in the same place you are as there always is. But now we're going to have a lot more free time to do that, to call an aunt and an uncle that you haven't chatted with for a while, to spend a lot more time with your kids. I know we're all going to be spending a lot more time with our kids kind of day in, day out now for the next bit. It's great. Pick up the phone and call people, too. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm going to tell my kids that, too. I always tell them, pick up the phone and call. You know, there's a little bit difference between talking with someone and it's a texting's nice and, and, and it's a nice touch. It's all those types of things or whatever those kids do nowadays. Right. Snapchat, all those types of things. I mean, whatever all that is awesome. Eh, pick up the phone and call people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this uh, this will give us ample opportunity to do those sorts of things and hopefully like you said hopefully espn just starts becoming espn classic and we just replay some of the best games and the best seasons of the last couple of decades and i would be that's what midco sn is going to be doing basically because all of our all of our programming is now kind of out the window so you're going to be seeing a lot of classic games coming your way here on the channel in the weeks to come but it's uh it's going to be yeah interesting the next couple of weeks and our yeah, thoughts and prayers certainly are with folks that are that are kind of on the front lines of this and are dealing with this illness, and we hope that the world can can overcome and get through this, um, and and that we this doesn't become you know an issue where we look back and say, oh my gosh, think of all the all the lives that were lost and all the all the people that were affected by this. But hey, think of how we rallied around and we made this a positive, and how we were able to get through uh, what's going to be maybe a tough couple of weeks and a tough couple months here in this on on our on our planet and in this country i agree and there's going to be certainly obviously some negatives to all this we understand that but i think as long as we can um look ahead try to minimize it as best as we can and then uh as you said take take some positives out of this as well so yeah i agree I agree. But, you know, I kind of felt like doing this pod was important. I, I thought, you know, um, kind of put a little bit of a wrap to some degree on uh, on what we're doing here uh, in uh, in 2019, 2020. And uh, and now maybe maybe we just kind of we look ahead to maybe a month from now, somewhere in that range where we can pod. But we probably should go B side and put some wrapping on that a little bit, too, as well. If you want to, uh, really quick from a B perspective, I mean, everything's canceled at the moment, or at least suspended for a while. So Liverpool's quest for a thirtieth or for for a title, you know, in their it's been thirty years since they've won the stupid thing, and now we're going to have to wait a few more months. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. You mentioned the Olympics earlier. What happens with Tokyo? What happens with the European Championships for soccer this summer? What happens with the NBA season? Do they pick it up in the summer, or do they just do the playoffs? Is it just the finals? Same thing with the NHL. Like all the when does baseball begin? All these kind of big national questions. The only sport that seems to be unaffected completely is football, who just signed the CBA deal last night, and free agency is going on as normal. It's just 
It seems like business as usual for that team. Good time to have an offseason for the NFL. As always, the NFL always wins. That just seems to be the way it is. It seems like, it seems like that and Netflix, I guess, right? Those are the two <laughs> winners on this. But yeah, I don't know. I Yeah, I can tell you that... Uh, It'll be really interesting to see how uh, the team, the, the leagues come back and, and alter some things. Uh, it'll, it'll be really, really interesting for sure. I don't know where we are, I, I guess, metaphorically in the game, so to speak. I don't know if we're in, still in the first quarter, second quarter, who knows, right? I, I, it just it feels like we're still in the first quarter if it's a four-quarter game. And, uh, you know, I, probably a lot to come, right? Right, Alex? I, I just... Uh, yeah. You know, when we get out of this on, onto the back end of it, you know, how, how things uh, are going to be, uh, you know, is still uh, up in the air for sure. So, uh, but job job to do at this point, And we just have to kind of look ahead with the thought process that things will be, I'll call it normal, so to speak. I think you got, you're going to have to, um, even though it could be a new normal. So as we, as we go into uh, the next academic year, we we've got to, uh, we've got to prep for it. Like, uh, like we normally do. We'll figure it out. Everybody will figure it out. The great ones adjust bill. We will adjust. We will, we just may be a little different, but we will adjust. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're excited to see whenever the end comes for us to, to start figuring out what that looks like, what new normal is. And we'll be keeping you posted here on the Bill Chaves podcast. Again, as Bill said, not on a weekly basis because there really won't be a lot to talk about from week to week. But perhaps in a month, you know, we'll come and catch back up and fill you in on what's been going on around UND and around the NCAA when new news happens. And we'll just kind of proceed like that for the foreseeable future. Sounds like a plan, Alex. You be safe and uh, make sure your family's safe and uh, look forward to hopefully chatting maybe this time uh, roughly uh, next month in April. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Same to you and yours, Bill. Enjoy the extra time with the kiddos. <laughs> Get your. This is a great chance to sharpen your board game skills over the next couple of weeks. I lost a clue last night. <laughs> oh, man. What was, by the way, just because you mentioned it, was it? Lead pipe? Was it candlestick? What what happened? What was the what was the murder weapon, Bill? Uh, last thing, this has never happened before in our clue experience. We have a pretty good little. We we've got a, actually a larger clue game. Uh, that's it's bigger than the traditional clue game. So it's got more rooms. It's got like eleven rooms. It's like an expansion pack. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and, and it's it's pretty good. So uh, so we had six of us playing, and uh, I, I I've never seen this happen in a clue game. It came down to. Someone accused had two of the three didn't have the room. Next person, wrong room. Next person, wrong room. Next person, wrong room. Down to me and my youngest son. He, and and we're easily, uh, let's just say, uh, we're bottom of the table, okay? (laughs) He and I. But it's now down to he and I. He suggests doesn't accuse in a very bright way, almost kicks it over to me, who then I say, well, I got about a one in three chance, I think. I guess wrong. He guesses right. He wins. <laughs> I love it. So I was down to three. I knew it was one of three rooms, but I, I, I didn't know which one for sure. And so now the question is, you know, did I make the right move or not? I don't know. I mean, I could have suggested in not accused, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, 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 I would have, it would have bothered me to kick it back to him and he wins. You got to take the initiative. If you have to go for two at times, you go for two. Yeah. 
don't you? That's what I, I kind of fell asleep. But then I failed. And so again, I, I, and again, I didn't read my fan, my my clue fan Twitter base. I'm sure they were all over me. Shaves <laughs> blows it on the room. Yes. How, how could you not know? It was obvious. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, yeah, so it, it, clue seems to be really the game of choice in the in the Chaves household. Good. Well, now you learn from your mistakes. Be better next time. That's that's you're gonna have plenty of opportunities now over the next couple of weeks. So I'm so bad at the game that I normally I normally accuse first because I at least want to get an accusation out there. But then I get bounced. So there you go. <laughs> My wife was a criminal justice major, so you know, she takes Oof. it very serious. <laughs> well, murder, you, you should take it seriously. seriously. It really is. It really <laughs> is a serious <laughs> thing. Oh, well, best of luck to you and yours on your gaming adventures over the next couple of weeks, Bill. Yes, we'll, we'll be in touch. Thanks for the time as always, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, for Build Shaves, for our producer, Cassie Niles, I'm Alex Heinert. Yes, for all of you out there, be smart, be safe, take this seriously, uh, spend more time with your family, reach out to folks that you love, and we're all going to get through this together. So until the next Build Shaves podcast in the next couple of months, thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you then. Mm-hmm.